Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Friday Debate Podcast by Android Authority, discussing topics in Android every single week. I am, of course, your host for the FDP, Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? And once again, I am joined by the usual panel of hosts, Andrew Grush, Jonathan Feist, and Joe Hindi, as we take on a very device-centric look at some particular devices that came out, or as we learned in the beginning of the podcast, haven't even come out yet, (laughs) in the case of the Apple Watch. Uh, But we did talk about the Samsung Galaxy S6 and the S6 Edge, along with the HTC One M9, of which are really close to being released and out to the public. And of course, you can find the reviews for all of those devices on AndroidAuthority.com. But nonetheless, we talk at length about our thoughts on the Apple Watch and even smartwatches in general, and then get into which of the two flagship devices that just came out we would want to buy with our own money. As always, you can follow Android Authority across all social media networks. And if you're watching the YouTube version of this podcast, thank you for watching. But one of the best ways of listening to the Friday Debate podcast is through your favorite podcast programs, Pocket Cast, iTunes, Stitcher. And of course, we're going to be getting these podcasts up on SoundCloud very soon as per uh, the uh, the request by a lot of you. So that is going to happen very soon and we'll let you know when. Some changes to the podcast are going to happen soon, by the way, but we're going to let you know about those in a small episode that I will post probably about five minutes long pretty soon where we're going to get your feedback, your suggestions for topics, and we might even do some q Q&A based upon some questions you want to know about us. Without any further ado, here is episode number 12 of the Friday Debate Podcast by Android Authority. Hope you guys enjoy. It's in the way that you use it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I was like, crap, I forgot to bring a joke this week. That's what she said. Tasers. <laughs> Tasers. <laughs> I love that one. That's from uh, from one of my favorite podcasts. Anyone here listen to Harmontown? No. No. Community creator Dan Harmon. Oh, man. My favorite one. And they, they that's the song that they always use whenever it's like the end of a movie where all everything has been resolved. And there's like that freeze frame, like Breakfast Club style of the guy with his <laughs> arm in the air. And you just hear, it's in the way that you use it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So how's uh, how's everybody been since last week? We had a double feature last week, so I hope everybody got a very nice dose of the FDP last week. That almost sounds wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but if you took out the F, I'm pretty sure iTunes would mark this as, as, uh, as explicit. <laughs> we're, we're, we, we just got flagged by, by Apple right now. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm, and I'm we haven't even podcast. started talking it, about the Apple Watch yet, and we already. I know. Right? <laughs> I mean, I'm, oh man, that's gonna be. This is gonna be a fun podcast, guys. I can feel it in my bones. <laughs> but yeah, how's everybody been since uh, last week's double feature? I've been good. <laughs> <laughs> a very, a very concise and succinct <laughs> response from Joe for once. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, just, just been a. Uh, Going through the motions, doing my stuff. It's gonna slowly get shorter and shorter. One day I'm gonna ask, "How how are you doing, Joey?" He's going, eh? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> "Meh, good, cool." How about you, Grushy? Um, yeah, doing good. It's it, it's been very rainy around here, so that's been kind of sucky. I've been stuck in the house a lot more than I'd like. <laughs> so, but otherwise, yeah, it's been pretty much same as usual. Hopefully, <laughs> not too much usual. cabin fever, I, I suppose. No, I try to try to get out when it's not raining <laughs> oh, okay and then feisty if i'm not mistaken you're coming to us from an n9 no no uh 
Oh, you're going to spoil it all. I had to turn it right off because it keeps crashing the router with Skype. Oh. Uh, oh. So what, I'm coming what, what to you today from an today? iPad mini. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh no. The dark side. Click. Which leads into <laughs> how my week has been. You know, I've been uh, with tap times. I've, I've got the iPad, sorry, the iPad Air 2, the iPad mini 3. Uh, you know, I've been putting them through their paces, and uh, I've just been finally getting all of my Versus uh, articles out. So I did the iPad Air 2 versus the Nexus 9 last week, and uh, I, I just put out kind of a side-by-side of the iPad Air 2 and the iPad Mini 3 here last night. And Sorry, uh, at the time uh, that you are listening to this podcast, it would be two days ago. Uh, I, you know, it's been, uh, it's been exciting putting these things through their paces, and it's been an awful lot of work to put the words together. But you guys know that, especially with all the uh, Galaxy S6 and uh, uh, 1M9 stuff you've been putting together lately. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there are there, there's there's almost endless amounts of content that we're trying to get out. But, you know, obligations are always kind of mixed up when it comes to being like the ones with the devices. So uh, a lot's still coming. I have like a camera shootout that's very close to being done, which I actually am. I'm actually kind of happy that I held off on the Galaxy S6 camera shootout because ever since I first put together the batch of photos and videos that I wanted, I took even more. So I'm even more familiar with the camera than before. And I'm going to do the same thing with the 1M9. Most likely while I'm out in Seattle over this weekend, uh, I'm actually going to be going up there with my girlfriend to see my best friend. And yeah, this is kind of a habit that I'm kind of not too happy about these days. Um, I've done it for the last however so long I've been with Android Authority. But when I go somewhere for like a siesta or some sort of break, I tend to bring my work with me anyway, but eh, maybe one day I'll finally like be able to not do that, but that's going to happen this week. So the one M9 is, is the phone I'll be using throughout my four days in Seattle. And I heard it's pretty cold up there, so hopefully uh, the uh, the cold touch of the metal won't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so cold, let me tell you. <clears throat> oh, boy. You know, uh, if, if that metal gets too cold, just pick up the one M9. It'll heat your hands right up. Or I'll just plug it in. Yeah, that's the thing about the M9. It's like it's once plugged in that it gets like really warm. So I'll just bring an external battery with me. Oh, too cold. It's almost like having to plug in your car just to just to warm it up. This is why I will never survive in snow. But if um, if it's not obvious to all of our listeners just yet, we're already jumping into it just without even knowing it. It's a very device-centric episode of the Friday Debate podcast this week. Um, We're going to revisit a couple of topics that we have kind of talked about in the past, but now that the releases have actually happened by the time this podcast comes out, or is released rather, um, we have a few devices to talk about, but we're going to go ahead and get one out of the way first. Uh, Feisty kind of gave us a segue. We are going to talk about the Apple Watch a little bit. A lot of reviews are coming out. People are getting them on their wrists. Actually, I was out in about in L.A., uh, downtown L.A. today. I did notice a lot of people wearing it, and I expected there to be a line outside of uh, Apple, but it doesn't seem like there was. Um, I don't know if anyone has a full pulse on how the Apple Watch is doing, but does it look like it's uh, it has the clout that the iPhone does? Are, there, are people clamoring for this this product? Does anybody have a, have a beat on that? No. aside from the obvious reasons why that would be a no but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah what were you gonna say grushy well i mean uh i don't think i mean i haven't heard a lot of granted i most of my friends and people i associate with are um use android or actually have a couple believe it or not that use windows phone uh but uh the apple people that i do have in my life they 
they really aren't that excited for it. So from mm. my end, no, I haven't heard a lot. But uh, even if there isn't a lot, it doesn't really say much at this point because if you remember, uh, the iPhone initially wasn't like a super hot seller in its first generation. Yes, well, that might be well. true, but we're talking about a company that didn't have... That, that we're talking about a company that... Up until that point, was kind of unknown. I mean, of that, course, you have. That's you, not true. You have. Well, the you have the computing huge. Oh, okay, that that's true. The iPod. Yeah, the but... iPod was huge, and so this is a whole new product category for Apple. And Apple consumers have to be. You know, I. I think it's going to take a few generations for people to care. Well, know? there should have been like enough. I, I just kind of feel like there should have been enough momentum behind quite literally everything that they had already that everyone was just going to flock to it. I mean, obviously at the announcement, I mean, I remember watching the entire thing. I even live tweeted the thing and um, just giving my opinions on just all of the information there. I just remember um, uh, thinking to myself that everyone is going to buy this just because it's Apple. And I'm kind of unsure of whether or not that's still true. And from what I observed down in downtown LA, it doesn't seem like it is yet. Well, I, I did say yet. You you know you don't see a lot of advertising yet. I mean, yeah, I've seen a little advertising, but it's not been like blasted everywhere. At least not from where, from where I've seen. Mm. Have you guys seen a lot of advertising? I think I saw one thing on TV the other day. Oh, I've been, I've seen the ad quite a few times by now. <laughs> really? I, I guess I don't I, watch a lot of TV TV since I'm a cord cutter. <laughs> um, I I mean I've been watching TV pretty. Uh, I mean a lot of the last couple of days, like watching like Agents of Shield and stuff. I haven't seen anything on television about the Apple Watch yet. Uh, I didn't even know it uh, it was released until I saw that the you know the Verge and a couple other places had reviews up today. Like I didn't even know it was out, and actually I didn't even know it was released like to the public until Josh said he saw people in LA wearing them. No, so, I, no, I mean, I'm saying I haven't really seen anybody. Wearing oh, them. haven't. Okay. Yeah. Have has it been released to the public? I thought it was by now, but I could be wrong. But the reviews uh, definitely see. are coming out. Um, it just shows you how, just how just yeah, how much not, Android no, Authority <laughs> is not into the Apple. Yeah, space. I know. Like, I'm listening to you guys talk, and I'm like, everything you guys are saying is like brand new information to me. So, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like you know, I mean, I'm a tech blogger. I should know this stuff, but usually, I you know, I know when right, something's so yeah, coming out. Yeah, we're totally out. off base here. There's a reason we haven't seen anything lining up. Um, <laughs> the reviews are out, but the the watch itself doesn't come out till April twenty fourth. <laughs> oh, the twenty fourth. Well, that's a little ahead. Oops. Well, okay. If, if I could, if I could say, I, I know Greshi said that he hasn't seen much of the advertising yet, but I have seen so much that it made me think that it was out already. Uh, so. uh, I guess I kind of assumed with all the reviews and stuff that, but I guess Apple does tend to let the reviews happen earlier, you know, than the release on some of their stuff, and maybe yeah. because it's a new product category too, they're trying to drum up, you know. Get up but, to a little bit of a. So momentum. yeah, we're a little we're a little off <laughs> off to a bad start because we didn't even know. You know, before we check that, oops. <laughs> yeah, but before we uh, before we started recording, I said this was going to be a really good podcast. I have been wrong so far. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's been entertaining. <laughs> hey, we're, yeah. we're, we're proving we're not Apple fanboys, at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, no, no one can ever say that we're Apple fanboys ever, except for maybe Feisty over there. I'm waiting for. I'm, I'm definitely waiting for a YouTube comment on the YouTube side of things. It's like. Oh, they lost all credibility when it comes to Apple products. We're like, good. We're like, where are we? Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, do you guys want me to uh, abuse a relationship of mine and uh, give you some insider information on the Apple Watch? Yes, sure. please. Yeah. Why not? Uh, my wife's cousin actually works at the local Apple store. And, uh, I was chatting with him the other day, uh, just general conversation. I wasn't specifically asking about the watch, um, but he and the rest of the employees—they're getting some uh, rather intense training 
for the watch coming up. And not just general device, you know, here's the specifications, but they're actually kind of taking a, a jewelry approach, he said. Mm. Uh, so they're, you know, they're going to be pushing the watch, I shouldn't say pushing the watch, but, uh, you know, marketing the watch in store uh, from a jewelry and accessory perspective instead of a device perspective. I mean, that, gotcha. that sounds a little bit smart, but at the same time, it's going to be weird seeing those kinds of jewel cases and stuff yeah. in, in the Apple store and much less have that, that I, I bet you they're going to get like a model, some dude in a, some dude in a suit <laughs> standing outside <laughs> of the Apple store. It's like, oh, have you seen the Apple Watch? <laughs> some, very, uh, some very successful looking woman in her mid-30s wearing a pantsuit. Like, <laughs> you know, there's going to be a Apple whole bunch Watch. of guys. Wink. Like, okay. with there's going to be a whole Sorry, go on, Joe. Uh, I, was, I was adding on to the nonsense I was just spouting. Please go ahead. <laughs> uh, hey, that's all I was going to do. I was going to say there's going to be some guy standing up front, possibly me, wearing an Android Wear watch, being like, oh, have you seen the new Apple watch? That's great. <laughs> all right. Not to totally uh, derail this, but have any of you seen the, um, what was that? It was on one of the late night. I can't remember what show. Where that was the uh, Apple Pocket Watch. Did anyone no. see that? No, yeah, but that I sounds hilarious. It, I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was. I don't even remember. I watched so many late night, you know, s- s- the skits and stuff. But anyway, it was just a. It was just an iPhone um, with a uh, one of those like uh, sandwich. You know, one of those clips. You know, that used for like a clipboard clip to it, and then it was a, a wallet chain. <laughs> and like, it was pretty funny. I, I wish I had the link, but. <laughs> it was about a week ago, but uh, it just popped into my head when he said that the Apple, yeah, they called the Apple Pocket Watch. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> it's like it's more than just a clip and a uh, wallet chain. It's it was some ridiculous price, like two thousand something. You know, it was, <laughs> but it, it was pretty funny. But uh, and Apple yeah. got three hundred pre-orders that night for a product that didn't exist. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> So I do have uh, to ask, uh, while you know, while we're on the topic, even if we uh, this isn't the release week for it, but it is the review release week, I guess, for this device. Embargo. Um, it's the embargo. The embargo for yeah. yeah. So uh, I guess does anyone think that? I mean, I can see some rich people buying the the, the expensive ten thousand dollar edition. Seventeen. But, but uh, I guess for me, the thing is, people spend that much on watches. Yes. But those watches last many years, I would think. You know, I don't. You know, I'm sure there are rich people who trade out their watches every year. But usually, when you invest ten grand in a watch, you're keeping it for a long time. Do you think Apple had? I mean, I haven't heard anything from Apple, but do you think they have any kind of? You almost think they'd have to have some kind of uh, like contingency, like, hey, we'll replace. You know, we'll be able to replace the band. You know, the the watch internals for so many years. You know, Apple should have done something along those lines. Because the fact is. Spending ten thousand dollars for something that's going to be obsolete next year seems pretty crazy to me. Well, see, that's that's an assumption that we're making that it will be obsolete. Um, the the thing that we've seen with smartwatches up until this point is that as long as the intern, as long as the software itself doesn't massively evolve, the internals can remain the same. And there's so many Android Wear applications and iterations out there that all kind of basically follow the same type of specification sheet that. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Apple Watch was a standalone product and they never refreshed it. Um, of course, that's that's ludicrous to well, even say and imagine. But I think that the release cycle for an Apple Watch is not going to be something that makes $10,000 a waste. That's what I keep thinking. Well, I suppose it's true to an extent because there probably isn't need for a brand new one every year. Mm-hmm. But as battery technology hopefully someday gets better, that would make a difference, you know? True. Um, and that also assumes, and I don't like assuming, but that also assumes that Apple 
uh, thinks that they got the design of this first one so right. <laughs> I don't I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> so, yeah, do you guys like the looks of this thing? I mean, at all? Uh, I actually don't mind it so much. Um, I don't think it's that bad. Click. <laughs> Shun the non-believer. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't hang up on me. But it, you know, as far as a smartwatch goes, having a display on it, it you know, it's not too until you turn it on and look at the OS. That's another story. But actual <laughs> physical build, yeah, I can live with it as a smartwatch. You know, what? I, yeah, I do what, kind of what? agree. It was when the reviews started coming out that I started really reading up on the build quality of the thing, and I, I do kind of agree. It does seem to have a, a nice sheen to it, you know, and it has this. Mm. This this air of build quality that's quite nice, and I will admit the I've seen the the videos from uh, particular websites of the uh, they call it the crown I believe the uh, the the knob yeah, that that scrolls crown. through everything. That's actually not a bad idea. Yeah, um, I like it. I'll admit that I like that aspect. I thought that was cool. But they call I, it a crown for real. Yeah, yeah it's called the crown. Narcissistic bastards. Jeez, <laughs> that's actually the the term for. I don't think that's an Apple specific term. Oh, it might be. Oh, a watch. Yeah, that's an actual watch term. A real yeah, watch term. A, I think I yeah. that's that's what it's always been called on a watch. Right? I did not know that. I, sure. just, you know, it just seems so like ridiculous. Yeah, Apple calls called. it the crown. <laughs> We're gonna call the the watch face the jewels, so you can have the crown and jewels all the time. <laughs> feel like a king when you buy your ten thousand dollars smartwatch, like. Yeah, it just sounds like something Apple would do. I'm sorry. The if first, it's actually called a crown, that is my bad. Time, yeah, <laughs> yeah is. everyone feels like a king when they have the Apple Watch, and the first time the watch goes off, the silence! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess I guess our sophisticated selves probably just refer to it as like a knob, but it is technically called a crown, just to be fair. That's not an Apple thing. And okay, it, and I, just, know that. I agree with that Joe, though. Bad. Like To call something like a knob, that just doesn't sound like Apple's thing. Like It doesn't, no. sound, it doesn't sound regal enough if we're going to continue with this whole royalty <laughs> analogy um well yeah i i 2.5d glass is what it's usually called but that's you know the shape of the the top the mm-hmm. rear of it aside from just being an optical sensor for heart rate monitoring it actually looks like what the back of a expensive watch would look like mm-hmm. and i can't help but think that most of these review units happen to be at least the mid-range ones because i imagine yeah. the 349 one is is not going to really have that same that same look then you know you got to give credit where credit's due we i i obviously looked at a couple of high-end websites that are kind of around our level um in terms of video production uh if not higher uh the obvious one being the verge and you know they they obviously have their filmmaking uh uh creating the image of this watch so what looks incredibly nice and very very shiny on video might end up looking like a dud in real life to me true so but yeah, no, I, I agree that I guess when I first saw the Apple Watch and ever since then, it wasn't that it's ugly. I mean, at first it kind of was like, it's not that it's ugly. It's that Apple usually tries to, you know, not just do another Me Too. They try to outdo their design in some way. And the Apple Watch, if you didn't know it was an Apple Watch, you would just think it was any other smartwatch, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's nothing wrong with the design, in my opinion. There's just nothing special about it either, if that makes sense, you know? Sure, but it has well, the eye the... crown. Come on, yeah, except the for the crown. crown. That's what they should have called it. Was the eye crown? <laughs> Holy crap! That 
That would have fit right in. Missed opportunity. Now, <laughs> now, the thing that's getting me about all the reviews, though, is it feels like the HTC One M9 thing all over again, where it's it probably has pre-release software. Um, I was reading through yeah. the Verge's. I, I made it down to the point where he said it was like, oh, yeah, you know, we reached out to Apple, and they said that they were going to update it to fix a lot of these issues. And I stopped reading the review right there. It's like, what the hell's the point of continuing to read if the whole experience is going to be different in the next 14 to 21 days? You know, so it, and it's the same thing with Android Wear. If you guys remember when Android Wear, Wear first came out, like, oh my god, it was terrible. Well, like I remember, just... like turning on my watch and it was screen tearing all the time. Like apps wouldn't open properly. I turned off the Google Fit step counter because it thought that me typing was me walking. So I had like a hundred thousand steps yeah. every day. I was like, I can't do this. I need to turn this off. So yeah. I was like, Congratulations, you've walked a hundred thousand steps today. I was like, eh, Congratulations, you're being disabled forever. <laughs> so well, like you know, and and then you see like the the results from that. Like you know, what has it been you know eight ten months later. And, you know, it's the, the OS is almost, in, I mean, it's got the same basic core functionality stuff, but it's, you know, so much better. It's got a lot more polish. And, like, even my, you know, the LG G-Watch that I have, you know, on me, it works so much better. There's less drops. It's faster. You know, the apps work better. The, the faces apply better and work better. No more screen tearing. And, it, you know, like a... Josh was saying, like, you know, the, the specs probably don't need to change, you know, 12 months from now, once Apple gets a few of these updates down the line, you know, it's going to be, yeah, I think that it's going to work a little bit better than it does now. So I think, uh, you know, I think it's going to be uh, one of those things. It's a wait and see kind of thing. I think it's too early to say whether the watch is actually good or bad right now. Well, yeah, well, it's right now that obviously reviews are going to focus on mm. and it's right now that we're going to hopefully get our own versions, uh, hopefully the 349 versions, who knows? If, I, I really do hope the uh, Android Authority doesn't go too crazy on the Apple Watches no, we, and gets the mid-range ones or anything. We don't need the, the super expensive ones. No, obviously. we just need so, to be able to compare the UI. We don't Exactly. Care the, we don't really care about the build quality. Maybe we can even go to a store and just look at it and then compare it to a couple of things. Like, for example, like the G-Watch <laughs> R or the Urbane and stuff um, or the Huawei Watch, you know, whatever. But uh, it's, it's the right Huawei now Watch. that people are going to be focusing on. And it does seem like everything's well, so basic still you know it's still a full-on notification center and this was this is the one that i that i saw pretty much across the board everyone was unhappy about it's a catch-all for all notifications so you're literally getting a beep and a vibrate for every single little thing that happens yeah. on on your phone and it's that's obviously where a lot of these smartwatches kind of fail because a lot of people don't want to be reminded of just how much they're missing. <laughs> and um, that's the kind of the reason why, and, I, and I, I, we don't have to bring it up like fully right now and talk about it, but that's the reason why I really enjoy the Pebble ecosystem. Yeah, I was going to ask, uh, Pop Quiz, for everyone except for Fice, since he doesn't have Android Wear, um, are all of you using your Android Wear watch right now? Is it on you? No, uh, no I have my Fitbit on right now. Yeah, I have a I have a Fitbit on right now as well. There you go. See, and then Feisty, you don't do you have any any of he the smartwatches? None at all. Uh, at the at this time, no, none at all. I got a Fitbit in the mail, but uh, <laughs> no is it because you're joining our our Fit group or whatever? What do we call it? <laughs> I don't even know what it's officially called, but yeah. Oh, okay. The I, I am carrying my weight a little bit inappropriately at the moment. Yes, I'm joining the club. <laughs> the club. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, that's the other side of the coin is the fact that some of the functions that these smartwatches have, I've given up on on these smartwatches as being a 
viable fitness tracking platform. I just can't, I just don't think that they are. Um, I have very specific needs when it comes to my health, obviously with, you know, diabetes, tracking blood sugar, mm. but also I like, I, li- I really like to track my heart rate as accurately as possible and see the progress that I make throughout a workout. I don't have a Fitbit, but I have a Polar M400. Yeah. And I I use the heart rate monitor strap that goes under your, your or on your torso, I should say. And uh, yeah, I like having that. And it does activity tracking and whatnot. I actually haven't worn any of my Android Wear um, or even my Pebble since I got this Polar. And I guess that's where my idea with the Apple Watch comes in is that, you know, even though I did order the Pebble Time and I can't wait for it to come because I actually really like the Pebble ecosystem because it's very customizable, those issues of like catch-all notifications can be fixed with third-party software that users create based on user needs. I love that. But, you know, I just, for, for my basic needs, I I really don't need something that tries to be everything. Yeah, I've learned that too. I, uh, I, liked, I still like my Moto 360. Right now my wife's using it. Um, I still like it, but I guess... After a while, I mean, when I'm out, the only time I miss it is if I'm out and about for a long period of time. And, you know, it was kind of nice to get certain emails and stuff on my wrist. It was. You know, at home, it's not really useful at all. Um, and then the whole battery issue. I just I got sick of charging all the time. And granted, uh, the Moto 360 is not nearly as bad um, on battery life as people believe it is. Which, actually, that was a point I was going to make earlier. Is the bad thing about... And this isn't just the Apple Watch or the Moto 360. This is pretty much applies to all technology. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the times the software is not perfect out the gate when you get these review units and, uh, but those impressions last forever, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, you trust know? me, dude. I, I know the, the day I got my HTC 109, I got like 37, did you wear oven mitts when you grabbed it? Comments. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Once you get, are you once effing you... kidding? Are you effing kidding me? Did you not read any of the 90,000 reviews that all debunked that stupid claim? Nope. First impressions last forever, and apparently the HTC One M9 can cook bread if you lay it on top of it right. <laughs> One day we're going to do a segment on the channel where Joe responds to everyone's terrible <laughs> YouTube comments, and he's going to use that voice the whole video. <laughs> Did you wear I am, <laughs> I am so down, because that's how I answer them in my head anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, one one place I wanted to re- uh, kind of revert back to, um, Feisty mm-hmm. mentioned the uh, the software in Apple Watch. I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on it. Like, obviously, none of us have actually used the software that will be on the Apple Watch, but it sounded like you had some opinions on it. Do you want to kind of elaborate on that, Feist? Uh, you know, Joe just mentioned it. Those first impressions. Mm. Uh, one of the absolute first pictures I saw of the Apple Watch, like after the official announcement was kind of that home screen with all of those bubbles. Oh. And I honestly bent over laughing. It was, <laughs> to me, it was absolutely horrid. And I haven't gotten over that. Mm. You know, man, I just got like this image of uh, who's the guy that does the design for Apple? Uh, Johnny Ive, right? Yeah, yeah. I imagine yeah. like that guy, like having like a kid and the kid's at home blowing bubbles in his chocolate milk. And he looks in there and goes, you oh, UI, I've got it. <laughs> got into his electric car and drove to Apple headquarters. Like, I got it, guys! I got it. Bubbles. <laughs> it's hard to make a. It's hard. It's hard to make a scene in a movie really dramatic when you're speeding off in a car when you're driving a Prius. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, did you guys see that video, by the way, on uh, on YouTube? Uh, created originally by uh, our, you know a friend of Andrew Authority's uh, Armando Ferrara, is um, where he got that that Spanish video of that guy laughing about telling a story, and he put subtitles about how the MacBook, the new MacBook, was created. Oh yes! Oh, so good. I give him props for putting that out there. That was such a great, a great comedic uh, video. If you haven't seen it, you guys totally should. Joe and Andrew. Um, take a look. Yeah, definitely. Take take a look. At, take a look at it after the recording. Um, so uh, Apple. I had one more thought about the Apple Watch, and I'm totally blanking right now. Um, Does anyone else have any thoughts? Well, he tries to. I don't know. I'm trying to piece it together right now. I'm trying to figure out what I'm. Because I think because Darcy messaged me on Slack and then totally, <laughs> totally, totally put me out of whack. Um, man, what was it that I wanted to say? Oh, um, I remember live tweeting the event and when mm. the Apple Watch was announced and they said the the up to seventeen thousand dollars thing. I I guess the one thing that kind of gets me about the whole Apple ecosystem in general is that people are going to pay as much as they want for the version that they want, and that's perfectly mm. fine. But I, but the one that gets me, the tweet that I put out that got like the most retweets and 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 favorites or whatever was uh, I swear to God if I hear kids begging their parents for the most expensive one, <laughs> because well, I'm sure you will <laughs> seventeen thousand dollars. That's like. <laughs> That's like one year's tuition at an average college, and that's that blows my mind. I cannot believe that, and it just kind of turns me off to the entire thing in general. The fact that if I see this super expensive version out in the wild, I wonder where human, where mankind's priorities lie. <laughs> so that was well, my like first I said, especially it. when, especially, I mean, yeah, people spend this much on, like I said before, people spend this much on watches. You know, people who have money, but when they do it. You know, to be fair, they're talk. You know, it's a ten plus year investment. I mean, that's still a lot of money, more money than I would ever spend on a watch. But if you have the money, so be it. But to spend money on something that's technology that, you know, like you said, it may not go obsolete as quickly as you know we might think, but it's still going to go obsolete eventually. You know? Mm, yeah. It sounds like may- someone else is going to chime in. Though, was that you, Feisty? Yeah, that was me. I-, I was going to channel the Apple haters just for a moment here. I- you know, and and you brought up this video about the new MacBook, and, and it kind of plays off of that as well. Where in the video, spoiler alert, uh, basically the guys are laughing off the fact that they're ripping off the customers, and I, I can't help but feel that a little bit with the expensive watch here, where in you know it's different material, different experience. It, you know, you're getting something for what you pay, but at the same time, it feels a little bit like you know what. Let's just charge seventeen thousand for it. No, maybe maybe eighteen thousand. You know, just uh, you know, for extra service, you get a free T-shirt. You know, whatever it may be. But it's like they were playing craps, and the <laughs> yeah. Whatever... So I was just gonna liken it to rolling like Dungeons and Dragons dice. Oh, that too. Yeah, there you go. We're gonna roll ten d twenties and just add them up. <laughs> well, you know, and uh, one thing to think about. I, sh- I remember reading this a while ago, and I kind of. Uh, you know, when it comes to these watches, you know, real watches that cost that amount of money, you have to realize that, like, a lot of the times they're made by some, like, one person who spends, like, six months, hand, you know, six months hand making them, every little component, you know, putting it together, you know, intricately. <laughs> uh, whereas the $17,000 Apple Watch is not handmade, obviously. <laughs> well, it's, hand, it's handmade, yeah. but it's, you know like 1700 chinese kids <laughs> well yeah it's oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's not you know it's a so i guess i'm saying at least there's 
you know, some value to be said that, well, this is, this, you know, some of these uh, famous watchmakers might only make two or three watches a year, you know? And so you're buying their time, you know? You're not just <laughs> buying a product, you're buying their time, you're buying, oh, you're man. supporting their life, you know, life's work. But uh, it's not the same case with a, tech, you know, with a digital device. That's it's not, because when, when you buy an iPhone or an or a iPad or an Apple Watch, the, the, those factories in China, those workers never get it. Exactly. <laughs> they, don't, they don't feel that. Exactly. I remember it's that reminds so, me of the of the tweet that I put out during the announcement. They they were showing the um, like the procedure of putting together the new MacBook or the putting together the new watch, and there were all these like die casting and all this metal and stuff like that. And I remember tweeting out, "Is this what a Chinese factory looks like?" And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then Michael Fisher, he uh, he, he tweeted, he, he he responded to me, and he was like, "Totally," including all of the all of the dramatic lighting and all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Um, oh, they did miss. They missed the part where the uh, disgruntled Chinese workers are hawking loogies into the product as it's being assembled. Because <laughs> you know what? That's, what? that's what I would freaking do! Oh my oh, god! Yeah. So and I'm, here's the diecast metal, <laughs> and there's the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal. <laughs> I mean, would you blame them? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's 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 kind of harsh. Uh, we are we might be being a little bit harsh on Apple with all that stuff, but honestly, it's this is how uh, you might be channeling what a lot of people are thinking, you know? Because the um, the the way that Apple has created this commerce uh, when it comes to their own products, you know, I I've, I can't help but think about just what it's like to be if you you know if you haven't been out of the U.S. to see just what commerce is like in other countries, I really recommend you 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 try like going to like Hong Kong and just realizing that the entire city revolves around things and whenever there's a new thing that comes out you could just go to a corner store and they have a bunch of those things for sale right there at at marked up prices cuz you know cuz what they do is they they get it themselves and then mark them up because just that's just how much people want it and people will pay that much for uh for items just to be ahead of the curve uh, so to speak oh. and it's almost as if apple is playing into that and i, I don't think the us is quite on that level um, but I'd be afraid of that being the case. So, and you know, it's that um, it's that mentality, especially amongst Apple fans, because you know, like Apple fans buy Apple things, you know, almost regardless of its actual value, just because it's Apple things. Yeah. And I think that's why the Apple Watch is ultimately going to be popular, even if it's just like the cheaper ones, you know, the three, you know, the three forty nine ones. Like, I think that's that's how I, mean, I, I hate to say it because you know, the four, all four of us, except for Feisty, has a. a uh, all three of us, except for Feist or whatever, how you want to say it, <laughs> has, an and- has, a, has an Android Wear smartwatch. And it's like, you know, it's they can't seem to break into the mainstream with it. But, you know, Apple, you know, can leverage its culture because like, Android doesn't have a culture like that. Like people don't walk around and go, I got the latest Android because no one knows what the hell the latest Android is anymore. Um but you know, like with Apple's, I got the latest Apple Watch. There is only one Apple Watch. Yeah. I mean, outside. I mean, we should. I don't know this off the top of my head because I don't deal with devices like you guys do. But I don't even know what the latest Android Wear watch is right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I know well, is the Urbano out. Urbane, you mean? And Whatever. Urbano. <laughs> See, this is this is why I'm really bad in these kinds of device centric podcasts. I'm a software guy. I don't know this stuff. No, those are but, uh, those are still on their way. Especially yeah, uh, see, it's like, that I, one in the Huawei watch. The Huawei, which I like, the Huawei watch. See, I didn't even know the Huawei watch. Like that's the problem. Like everybody knows the Apple Watch is coming. Everybody yeah. knows the Apple Watch. 
you know, there is no the Android Wear watch. There's like 16 of them. And some of them are out and some of them aren't and some of them are round or some of them are square. And while you do get that like variety, you don't get that like punch. You don't get that the Android Wear smartwatch. The boom, the big, the thing that you advertise on television. Like, and Apple has that and they have the culture of people that will buy the shit out of it for like no reason whatsoever. So I think that like... In terms of like mainstream popularity, I think Apple is gonna win. I'm not it- sure about mainstream popularity. Buying, yes, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't think I, I'm. I would not be shocked if the same thing happens that we're seeing with every other wearable device, and that's that they say statistically, no one uses a wearable, whether it be a fitness tracker or a uh, watch, for more than six months before they get bored and they move on. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Apple watches the same way. <laughs> you know. Yeah, definitely. I didn't say people were going to continue using it. I just said yeah, a whole bunch of them. them. Were gonna, it was it's going to be a thing that people know about. You know, yeah, like, yeah. The, the average consumer knows that there's kind of sort of like an Android. Where's I mean, where do you even buy the damn things? Well, this is a, this know? is like, a, <laughs> this is a culture that was cultivated by Google, and it was uh, because you know look at what happened when Samsung started to kind of butt heads with all the other manufacturers like HTC and LG, saying that they were the phone. Um, they were the Android phone or they were the one to get. Um, whether or not that's still true is up for debate, but look what Google did. They started pulling the reins on Android. And now there's there's kind of now now they have this whole campaign and you see the weird commercials all the time on, on you know, uh be together, not the be same. Be together, not the same. Which I love that campaign to be honest, but that's the thing. Like it's also gonna cultivate this culture of we're not gonna have any one device in Android that is the definitive device. And that's I think what Apple new coming into the ecosystem coming into the market was that they had to create the one thing the one platform and uh you know in that sense they've succeeded they haven't you know but it also makes them a very closed off company it makes them boutique in that way you know it makes them the mont blanc of pens you know like well, like in that sense it also well, makes kinda, it so they can charge seventeen thousand dollars for watching exactly away. yeah well, that's <laughs> kind of the <laughs> point though isn't it like that, that's kind of their whole shtick is to be like you know we are apple you know nothing outside of apple is apple you can only get apple if you buy apple exactly. apple yep. apple 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 A- apple. Exactly. Apple, <laughs> apple 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 orange no get the hell out Apple. <laughs> Our podcast really right. turns into us all becoming minions. <laughs> Apple. Apple. 45 minutes from now, thing. we're all just chanting it. Apple. Apple. See, Feisty's got to be careful. I know he's been a little quiet, you know, lately, but he's got to be careful because if he says too many negative Apple things, his iPad is going to explode. So. <laughs> how do you, I thought how do you... I turned that function off. <laughs> you can't disable. What are you talking about? You can't disable features in, in, in iOS. You're stuck you call- with whatever they tell you. <laughs> so having, uh, I want to, I, I kind of want to hear from Feisty then. If um, do how do you feel about because because uh, Andrew, Joe, and I, we've all been speaking at length about the implications behind having a platform like this. You know, having used, um, you know, you're you're now in the tablet world with the iPads, uh, iPad Air, iPad Mini, whatnot. Um, how 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 do you where do you fall um in what we're talking about this this commerce idea that apple's created for its for its consumers uh, you know I, I totally agree you know they, they've kind of got that lockdown on their products and there's no question that there's kind of a cult following to to the apple and you know the whole ios system uh, i do think that they overcharge sometimes uh, in some cases, I, I do believe they're ripping off the customers just because they can. Uh, 
Uh, you know, for the most part, uh, don't get me wrong, it's still early days. I, I've really never used iPads before. I've only had these things for a short time, but they are very solid devices, and they are, you know, I haven't pushed them hard, but they're good units, and, and I'm okay with them. Hmm. Uh, now, get out. on the watch specifically, <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, I haven't touched the, I haven't dug deep into the apps yet. I'm still so ingrained into Android that uh, I haven't thought about it. I haven't really needed to. Uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to do all of the things that what I assume a basic user would, uh, you know, would want out of an iPad, but uh, yeah, I haven't pushed it. it like every Thursday, I do my Android customization post, and I'm always, you know, digging deep using, you know, Tasker and Zuper Widget to build my own home screen. I haven't done any of that on the on iOS yet, and and I have no idea how to do it. Um, now the watch, uh, from a consumer level, uh, uh, now Joe was talking about how as you know Android Wear isn't gone, you know, hasn't gone big very much, mm-hmm. uh, and I think a lot of that has to do with you no. Know, like you was saying, just the availability and the marketing behind it, where it's kind of us nerds and tech geeks and stuff that, that know about the watches. Uh, whereas on the Apple side, exactly what Joe was saying, is it, it's going to be the average Joe, if you will, uh, yeah. that finds out about this watch. They're going to walk into the <laughs> Apple store for you know support or what. You can still laughing at my Joe joke. I'm sorry. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, you know, average... Average user, average Joe is going to walk into the Apple store and be like, hey, they've got a watch and they're going to buy one. Uh, you know, budget pending, of course. Um, but one other aspect, something that we've been really looking at in tab times anyways, is the business side of it. Uh, now, I, I don't know if you guys remember what it's like to, to go to a, a day job. I'm not going to say a real job, but, you know, report to somebody at, at a specific time every day. Um uh, there's a lot of bring your own device going on in the in the corporate world where hmm. you know people are getting to use their own android devices their own iPhones what have you and i think i'm taking a wild guess here uh but when watches make it into these corporate inventory i think it's going to be the apple watch not an android wear watch that's fair. I think uh, I think there's a little bit more room in the third-party application space for an Apple Watch to have, um, especially when you consider all the different security applications or even certain certain apps that that people in a corporate workspace would be able to use. I kind of agree with that um, because Android Wear, for all intents and purposes, now is a notification center and doesn't yeah. really give you too much else. So, um, but yeah, I totally agree with that. All right, we have been talking for Apple for quite a while at this point, and quite honestly i've had a lot of fun going up and down that particular road because we <laughs> we had we definitely had some peaks and valleys with that topic but yeah a little bit uh, <laughs> but the uh the we started on a great foot not a foot not even knowing when it releases <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh it's we did coming re- eventually yesterday tomorrow kinda, releasing maybe. soon <laughs> yeah. i swear to god though i've seen that ad so many times that i thought it had come out already but anyway um 
So we, ha- we this is a device-centric episode of the debate, and we are revisiting particular topics, which is why we're, we're kind of loosey-goosey about it right now. So um, our, uh, our second half of the podcast is going to be devoted to what has been or will be very soon released around the time of this podcast release, uh, the Samsung Galaxy S6, S6 Edge, and of course the HTC One M9. Now, I, of course, have the S6 and the S6 Edge. Uh, Joe, if I'm not mistaken, you just got your M9, right? Damn Skippy. Yeah, you did mention it earlier, and <laughs> Joe was the one that said, I don't care what anybody says, I'm getting the M9. <laughs> I think you were you were all in from the get-go, right, Joe? Dude, I got that thing two days after the pre-orders opened. It, it, isn't it only not supposed to be really released in stores for like another two days or something? They just sent the pre-orders out early? April, Something April like 10th, that, yeah. But, uh, they, yeah, they released the... Uh, for pre-orders, the pre- they released it pretty Yeah, early. so, like, I mean, I had mine before April even started. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I said I was getting one, and I, I got one. Like, I, I woke up super early. It was, like, sitting there, just F5, F5, F5. Oh, yeah, there it is! <laughs> nice. Got it. I did hear reports that people on, the, like, if they pre-ordered it, some people got it that day. Because I think they were able to get it from particular carrier stores, if I'm not mistaken. Because um, some like T-Mobile or AT&T stores had them in stock, so if you had pre-ordered it that day and called your local store and they happened to have it, you could just drive right over and get it. Um, so I heard that, and a lot of people were happy about that. So obviously, I have me with the S6 lawn with the S6 Edge. We've done extensive coverage on it already, with even more to come. I'm very interested to hear some sort of like mini review from Joe on the M9. Like, so what are your thoughts so far on your brand new purchase? Okay, I'm 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 getting ready to write up something on probably Google Plus sometime next few days about it. Yeah. Um, first, uh, first impressions are really really good. Um, there are some applications that for some reason don't seem to like the HTC One M9, like um, SwiftKey for instance, uh, likes to skip button presses. Like it doesn't happen on the HTC keyboard or any other keyboard I've tested. Just SwiftKey, where like it, it skips a button every now and again, or uh, Final Fantasy uh, Record Keeper feels unoptimized for some reason mm. but like overall like you know using the interface using social media browsing all that stuff even blink feed blink like i had the uh 1m7 because i was really excited about that one too and i used blink feed back then and i was like man it needs more customization there's some sites that i really don't want to look at you know blah, blah 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 and like they, they seem to have fixed all the problems that i originally had with blink feed to the point where i actually uninstalled feedly and i don't use it anymore um, I will admit, yeah, Blinkfeed has really made some leaps forward, and I, I do enjoy reading it. It's just, I don't think that, oh, do, okay, so do you actively go to Blinkfeed on a regular basis to, to to catch up on news? Oh, yeah, during pretty much all of the lax, uh, not during all of the lax parts of my day, but during all the five to ten minute lax parts of my day. Oh, okay. Because it, know, it strikes me as that or... thing you have when there's nothing else to do. It's not necessarily yeah. like, oh, I need to figure out what's happening now. I, you know, um, I, that's how I am with Google now with the, the 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 briefing on Samsung phones. Like, it's just there when there's literally nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Like, it's 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 the smoke break, take a poo app. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's it's the best one for news too. I mean, but uh, it's just like it's it's a good phone like it's one of those things like uh i i had this conversation with one of you guys i I think it was one of you guys where we were talking about how the htc one didn't have anything that was really exceptional or was that sony no we were saying that about sony how there was really nothing truly exceptional about it and like the 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 1m9 is kind of the same way like there's nothing like except for the speakers obviously uh the boom sound speakers are still the best smartphone speakers hands down period ever 
but there's really nothing about the phone that makes it like oh my god it's like the s6 edge where it's super unique or you know it's something ridiculous it is just a really solid smartphone like the battery life isn't amazing but it's solid you know like the, the performance is actually pretty amazing most of the time except for the apps that don't play nice with it yet but you know that's more of a lollipop thing i bet though to be honest. It, uh, uh, between the lollipop thing and the octa-core 64-bit processor, you know, uh, I, it's probably just like a mixture of those things. So it's like, you know, my RAM's not being used that much, but it's just uh, the the missing the taps on the SwiftKey keyboard is the only thing that's driven me insane at this point. <laughs> oh, that's the but, thing. Like, I actually applaud you for, for wanting to put a different keyboard on there because I think that's one of the worst experiences I had on that phone. I don't like the HTC keyboard. It's so horrid. And I, 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 um, I, that was in the it, written review, but it wasn't in the video. But I, yeah, I hate that thing. I don't know why. <laughs> no, it, it really is bad. Like I was, uh, I was typing okay, and I typed it omay because I hit the M instead of the L, and it like auto corrected it to like souffle. <laughs> and I was like, okay, HTC, we need to have a conversation. <laughs> one of the one of the most fundamental aspects of a keyboard that every keyboard needs to have is when you press space. It should change the word that you misspelled to the word that's correct. And more often than not, when I hit space, the word that I had misspelled remained. And I, that's the part that I hated yeah, a lot. It's, it's only when you did like spelling issues in a, because like, I, like, I use a, that's a lot. I never use punctuation when I actually type. So like apostrophes or something that I make the keyboard add in. When I type in a T-H-A-T-S, it'll put the apostrophe in for that's. Mm -hmm. But when I type in T-H-B-T-S, it won't autocorrect anything. Yeah. Like, not even add the, like, even if it added the apostrophe, I get, it would be funny, <laughs> like, tolerable <laughs> amounts of funny, but it doesn't correct anything. <laughs> so it's like, but no, I totally get that. And then the only other thing that, I, that I've had a gripe with is the camera software. Yes. Not the camera itself, because the sensor is actually, I've, uh, I posted some pictures on Google Plus and on Twitter. Uh, the sensor is actually really good. Like it, 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 especially in, uh, surprisingly good in low light. Like it's not, again, it's not amazing. It's not phenomenal, but it's really, really solid. Uh, way more solid than I thought it was going to be. The post processing is garbage. Yep. Holy balls! And uh, did you see that thread that I posted in Slack the other day, Josh? I did. I did. I did. I did take a look at it, and it, <laughs> it feels nice to have my thoughts validated in that way because that's that's really where I think the hole has been for Android is in how it processes the data that the sensors create. Because for the longest time, we've been blaming the camera, the camera, this 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 ambiguous entity called the camera. When in reality, all of these sensors, whether or not they come from Sony or from any other sensor company you know the majority of them obviously being from sony um how what we're doing is when we're saying the camera's bad we're saying sony effed up and sony just doesn't do that with imaging they're one of the best imaging companies out there the sensor is able to capture all the data it's just a matter of what the software does to that data in post-processing and people don't realize that the term noise reduction should actually be said a lot more often in camera reviews for smartphones because they were it's been used way too often and the m9 is very guilty of it yeah, um, by the way, pro tip, if you have an HTC One M9 and you're planning on getting one, um, here's how to fix at least one of the problems, uh, or two of the problems. One, cap your ISO at 800. Do not let it go higher than 800. Yep. For the love of God, if you want to see black at all in your photo, 
Don't let it go higher than 800. And then the other thing is uh, go into the settings and turn uh, the sharpness to negative two, which totally, at least from what I've read, totally disables HTC's smoothening, sharpening post-processing yeah. and gets, a rid gets rid of pretty much all of that like inky, not solid, liney thing that happens when you take photos in non-perfect light. It and like just those two things alone have like elevated the camera to like at least twice as good as I thought it was going to be. See, that's the thing. It perplexes me that this company that had, they basically took their, their the, the same exact settings that they used for the ultra pixels. Now, given that the ultra pixels were far less megapixels per se than what they have now at 20 megapixels, uh, it seemed to me that they took the software and the settings from the ultra pixels and put it into this 20, point seven, uh, 20 megapixel sensor when that they really didn't have to do that. They they yeah, could have started from scratch. Bad because, idea. Yeah, oh, cause um, you could you could do you have to do noise reduction when a when a photo is kind of small and you're going to blow it up. But now that the photo is blown up enough, then they shouldn't need to use all the old software. Uh, the other thing that uh, I, I read that uh, helps out is to set it from uh, the the image quality, set it from high to medium. Because it's, it turns it down to, I think, 16 megapixels instead of the 20. And then uh, you get a little bit of additional uh, detail. Yeah, detail from the downsampling. Yeah. And then uh, the last thing that I read that helps out is to change the aspect ratio to 10.7 instead of 16.9 because that is the natural size of the sensor. So HTC doesn't screw with the, you know, the image at all. See, it's, it's, it's pretty much just the, the, the camera sensor itself with the with the most minimal amount of HTC processing available. Without knowing to go to places like the internet, for example, to find out those little tips. And I hope that I hope that we've helped some uh, some M9 users. I hope you're listening and you, you, you try those out. Let us know how the results go in the comments. Uh, but yeah, the average user is not going to know to be able to turn those things off. And uh, whenever I review a camera, I, 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 I use it as an auto iteration um I, I do do some manual stuff and mess with the settings a little bit here and there but for the most part i'm looking at it from the eyes of a consumer that just wants to turn on the camera and try to get a good shot and that's the reason why the s6 has been so good to me is because its camera to be honest is probably the best android camera that has come out in recent years and um or recently i should say and um that's why you know now that we've heard joe's thoughts on it and obviously i have my review and lon has his review out um now i want to Pose the question to Feisty and Grush. Do you guys think you're going to go one way or the other in this in this little uh, battle between HTC and Samsung, or are you waiting for something better? Go ahead, Grush. Well, um, as far as am I going to actually buy one of them, probably not. Uh, but if I had to choose, um, Samsung, which is actually really shocking for me because I've been criticizing samsung to everyone i know for years <laughs> uh i've been pretty much a samsung hater for a while it's not that i'm like a true hater but i i haven't been very impressed by the software i haven't been very impressed by the aesthetics i don't want to say the hardware because so samsung's always had decent hardware it's just the way it looks you know yeah but uh i guess for me the galaxy s6 edge is i i like the way it looks i know that's kind of a Yes, I know that the Edge features are pretty much useless, to be honest. Well, this is the thing I will say about the Edge features, and I'm sure Lon will uh, will would, uh, would would support me on this particular claim. The Edge features, you almost never 
even notice them because they're yeah. not even there. Uh, whereas on the Note Edge, when you would turn on the screen every now and then, like like for example, the thing I hated the most about the Note Edge, um, I know you can turn this off, okay, but um, when the camera controls would move to the edge, it was mm. the worst idea ever, and it just made that camera so hard to use. And then every now and then you would have the edge pop up and show you like, hey, look, a new story came on and Yahoo News. Who gives a crap? And, but on the uh, S6 Edge, none of that. Absolutely none of that. It's just a screen that happens to slope downward on both sides. Well, yeah, and it comes down to basically the only reason to really buy an edge is aesthetics. You're not buying it for the special features. I mean, if you are, you're doing it wrong. You know, it's there's not <laughs> enough there. You know, but uh, I uh, actually have had the opportunity now to uh, today to mess with all three of them um, because uh, I I have a, a friend who uh, runs a Verizon store, and so I, I got about an hour with all three of them. And so obviously that's not anywhere near the time that you've gotten with them, but it's enough to at least get an idea for how they feel in the hand and stuff, you know? And, uh, I really liked the, the, I mean, yeah, it wasn't a lot different, but, uh, I was surprised. I guess I thought it would be, I thought the edge screen would get in the way of handling and it really didn't. No, it, uh, it almost helps. Honestly. Yeah, it helps. Well, and you're yeah. touching, yeah, you're just touching the metal frame basically. I mean, you're mm-hmm. not like, yeah. And I, I yeah, it, it actually felt a little better than the, than the standard galaxy S six and it just looks cool. And that's for me though, the real reason, I mean, the real reasons why I'm not that impressed with the M9 though is I know that I know that they're that the overheating has been exaggerated, Joe. But it, oh. I, I do know it does get hot. You know, <laughs> well, during it, intense it, use. It gets uh, warm. I, I think it's warm. I, I guess hot probably isn't the right way to say it. In but all fairness, all of the HTC One series devices True. get warmer than most because of the metal frame. You know, of the all aluminum design, I guess would be the true. better. I think that's way probably to say a, a thing to do with. You know, metal. I, guess, I, you know, I had the M, I had the one M seven, and I, you know, having it outside in a case on a summer day, I could really get it like pretty warm, like hot, warm, like hot. Or you it could be hot. like, uh, you could be like that teenage girl that burned a hole in her chest by. <laughs> did you hear that? <laughs> what? Song? No, yeah. I'm not what? Her her iPhone six was under. A pillow, and she was, and her, 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 her upper chest was lying. Like you know how you you hug a pillow and uh, you, you fall asleep in that particular. The the phone was, I think, running some sort of task overnight, and and it was plugged in, so <laughs> it, it heated up so much, and the 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 cotton of the of the pillow allowed it to heat up so much that it actually like sort of burned that portion of the pillow, which then burned like her chest. Ow. <laughs> yeah, she she Tony Starked herself. That is hilarious. <laughs> and obviously, you know, on the local news, everyone went nuts. It's like, oh, are these phones being, you know, they're gonna kill us all or something like that. But Dude, yeah, that's, just, that's the thing. Every phone is gonna kill us all. Apparently, um, have, you, I've, uh, have they done any bend tests yet? They determined that the S six or the S six Edge bend. Yeah, it bent. Yeah. It yep, bent it at the same. Well, what's the term? The resistance, the same resistance that the iPhone six did. Yeah, but it was a different point they were bending it from. So it really. Wait, hold on. Six or six plus? Because the six didn't bend that badly. It was the six plus that had the problem. Oh, I don't remember which one it was. I think they tested against. The no, I talked to plus. Jace about this because he's doing a video about it right now, and because um, I, I I had to make sure to ask him about that too. Or well, he asked me about it when I asked him. But uh, it's like the iPhone 6 didn't bend. It didn't have the bendy problem. It was the 6 Plus. Yeah. And then like it was found out that like the Note 3 could bend at like the same resistance. 
So it's it's like the big, super thin, flat phones that seem to have the problem with the bending. But I was just waiting for like someone to be like, "Oh, I drove my car over this thing and it bends." Bendgate 2015, because that's the way the internet is now, and it's extremely disappointing. People don't even realize why we put gate at the end of certain things. They just put it's gate sarcasm to make it, it. It is sarcasm to mock people. That's why we use the gate thing, guys. Exactly. Bend what's, gate what's, is us going. Look gates? at all these idiots complaining about bending. And no offense, you know, it, it, it's an idiotic thing to do. I'm sorry. Like he's like, oh my god, if you put enough pressure on something, it bends. <gasps> it obeys the laws of physics. Oh my god, <laughs> it's a freaking disaster like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh so the heat uh really isn't that big of a deal but i guess i do know that they've had to you know there's been benchmark i know benchmarks only prove so much but there's been benchmarks kind of showing that they do throttle the htc19 down a bit in order to oh they do things. yeah and so i guess to me it just seems like exynos is the better option this time which once again is something i never thought i'd be saying <laughs> uh, I'm actually really impressed by Samsung, uh, you know, because I've had a lot of criticisms about the Exynos processing packages over the years, too. You know, I never thought they were that great. And I've had a lot of criticism about Samsung's design. And the only thing I really don't like about Samsung now is I'm still not a fan of TouchWiz, but I played around with it a little bit, a bit, and I think I could live with it if I was actually to... It's so much better now. And I, yeah, I, I think I could live so with it. I, I still couldn't say I would love it, but I, I think there are some legitimate added features that TouchWiz has now that it doesn't have performance as an issue that <laughs> well, I think I could, you know, that I think I could find it worthwhile. You know? I do think that, well, and we have to remind our, our, our listeners and viewers that obviously if, I, this is not something that's very easy to say in a review because obviously you want to you want to review a phone based on the merits that it gives you, the merits that it's given rather uh, at, yeah. at, at the outset. But it, it, it kind of remains that any one of these phones, given that the performance is at an all-time high now with all these phones, you're not going to get like stutters or a lot of crashes all the time now. If you don't like the software that's on there, be like Lon. And he said right after the review was done, he put the Google Now launcher on there, and it was it was gangbusters. He loved it so much. And um, so that's, you know, there are options out there. So Oh, yeah. Well, and there's you can even go further than that. You know, you, you can get, you know, SciGen mod. You know, there's things you can do. Sure. Well, yeah. not yet. Not yet. Not on not the yet. S6. Oh, not, not yet. yet. Not on the I'm just US. saying not there will yet. be. I'm just saying there will be. If you're willing oh. to wait until next year. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, Bert. Oh. You know, here's the thing. The community, the, the, the actual maintainers, like ROM community, is actually far more efficient and quick at these things than the actual company. Yeah, I agree. I guarantee That's you, there's going to be there, there's going to be an alpha CyanogenMod Mod 12 for the S6 and S6 Edge and the HTC One M9 before summer. Well, before oh, the end of summer. I wouldn't. I guarantee that. it. And CyanogenMod themselves are still going to be working on whatever the hell they need to be working on right now. <laughs> what are they working on right now? But yeah, I mean, uh, really though, am I like? Would I buy other? I would almost buy. I actually almost considered buying the Galaxy S6. Probably not the Edge, just because I'm a cheapskate, so I'd go with the cheaper option since they're basically the same thing. Um, I do like the Edge better, but once again, I'm cheap. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I guess for me, since I have kids, I don't think I could buy the S6 even if I wanted because of the de- the glass design. You know, okay, uh, because that's what happened to my Nexus Four. Um, was it went the way of? Yeah, it, my kids destroyed. Well, back then, just one kid uh, destroyed my and my Nexus Four. So I don't think I want to go glass back again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> okay. And uh, that's why I kind of like you know. But then metal is the same issue because metal you can get dent and stuff. I don't know. I kind of like plastic for the fact when you have when you're a 
family man, plastic's kind of useful because you can drop that thing and have it be a naked cased phone and you're not going to have any issue. Yeah. You know? It used to be a feature when you dropped the phone and the plastic back flew off. I know, yeah. It was fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, so Feisty. Feisty, um, yeah. Let's, uh, let's hear your side of the story. Um, S6 or Edge or M9? Uh, when it comes to my wallet... Uh, none of them. I, I <laughs> He's cheap too. I'm cheap. No, Mr. You know, Chromebook over here. <laughs> well, Chromebook. Yeah, that no. Uh, so here's the the big thing for me, and this is going to boil down to some just little things and possibly stupid. You might shake your head at me, but we usually do. Yeah, no, I'm, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm used to it. It's a good thing this is an audio call. I can't see you. Yeah. <laughs> I am not in love with HTC right now. Um, I've had some little things, mostly just the screen uh, sensitivity and screen alignment issues with a few devices. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's a little thing, and, and it's other devices, but I'm not in love with HTC right now. It's just a rough patch, Feisty. It'll, it'll blow over. Yeah. Uh, it, it may, <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, and, as we go out. back a long way, trust me. Say, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you got uh, the Nexus Nine, and then you got like some budget HTC stuff, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Mm. But uh, you know, even going way, way back, back to Windows Mobile with the the first <laughs> full screen, the, the HTC Touch. You know, it was like a four. No, sorry, like a three point two or three point four inch full touch screen device. It was crazy. You know, before even the iPhone was out, but. Yeah, but anyways, uh, we got two of them. One was perfect. The other one, screen orient or the screen touch orientation was just it was toast. It was garbage. And yeah, just the accumulation of little things. I'm having a hard time trusting HTC right now. I need to put one of their devices in hand. I need to touch the M9. And I guess that's the moral of my story here. Is is you know the advice I give anybody is. If you can, do not purchase a phone before you can touch it, before you can put it in your hand and push a few buttons, see if you like it. Um, now, I really like the look of the S6 Edge. Uh, I can't deny it. It looks great. But I also use phones a lot one-handed, and the, the base of my thumb touches the side of the screen a lot. Again, I have to touch the Edge, but just looking at it, I think it will not work for me. Which leaves the S6, and again, another little thing, I do not like hardware home buttons. I, I, oh, I was I against was software button in the beginning, but you know. Sorry, what was that? Oh, I was going to say, like, someone told me recently that that's the reason why they never buy Samsung phones, and I kind of don't understand why. What, what is it about a tactile home button that is so bad? I do not have a mount right in behind my steering wheel in my car. Or maybe I do. A, a cell phone mount right there with the phone in view while I'm driving. It, honest, I don't have that. Uh, the mount itself holds, you know, it holds a phone fairly gently. If I have a, a software home button, I can touch that without the device falling out of the, the holder. If you know, all of the phones I've tried with a hardware button, I've got an, a few LG devices I've tried. When I have to push that home button, the phone falls out of the holder into my lap or down onto the floor underneath me, and that's just not safe when you're driving. Never mind having a phone there. That's that's perfectly fine. But... <laughs> 
So, yeah, it's it's situations like that, or you know, if you're just uh, you know laying there, for example, and you're just using your index finger, and you've got your uh, phone resting, say, on your knee, which is exactly what I'm doing right now. I have to readjust the phone so that I, it's in a place that I can put enough pressure to push that hardware button mm. instead of just the you know the electrostatic you know touch of the uh, the touchscreen home button. It's a little thing, but you know, there's options out there, and uh, yeah. these three phones, I'm afraid, are not the right for, fit for me. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Well, I mean, it looks like we have uh, a lot of a lot of different opinions on different sides of the coin. Um, I mean, obviously, Joe is very happy with Zen 9 and found ways of making the camera experience a little bit better. One quick question, Joe. Um, you had the M7. And yep. I'm thinking you may have had a little bit of time with the M8. Maybe you didn't own it, but you had the M8 for you. You know what it's like to use the M8. Nope. Oh no. No. Oh, okay. I went from I went from the M7 to the Note 3, and then I didn't upgrade it all in 2014. Got it. So you might be the case scenario that a lot of people were expecting with the M9, where if you had the M8, going to the M9 is not necessarily the, the the best choice because the M9 has such a similar build and feel. To the M8, but you might be the kind of person that we all, as reviewers, when we were all there at HTC Frequencies, we all we all thought, you know, if you have the M7, you haven't upgraded at all. Like this would be the next logical step. So, okay, so if you if you never had the M8, then that's fine. Um, does the M9 give enough of a different change for you coming from the M7? Definitely. Oh, definitely. Um, it, it, first of all, I mean, it's 0.3 inches bigger. And that's very noticeable, especially when you're coming down from a five point. Like, cause I went from a four point seven inch screen to what? What was the Note three? A five point seven inch screen. Yep, five point seven. You know, and then coming back down to five was uh, a much. It, it's it the, that point three inches means more than you'd think it would. You know, just like in, ergonomically. Um, the thing is, it's really difficult to judge something based on like, like from like a software perspective. Yes, there is a lot different than when I, because I only made it to Jelly Bean. I, I didn't get the, uh, I didn't wait for the Lollipop update on the One M7 because I don't have it anymore. But um, it's just, you know, the way I look at things like that is, you know, I have a laptop. When I upgrade my laptop, it's going to have a 15.6 inch screen. It's going to have a keyboard and a back and a front and a battery and some ports on the sides of it. All laptops are designed invariably the same way. Yeah. And like when I look at cell phones, it's the same thing. Like I'm going from uh, a, a glass metal plastic brick to another glass slash metal slash plastic brick. And uh, I think the idea that it's, you know, like the, the upgrades are worth it, you know, based on whether or not they're worth it. I mean, like I went from a 32 bit architecture to a 64 bit architecture. I think that's going to play eventually. You know, I think it's going to matter eventually. Um, you know, I went from having to root my device to get lollipop to just having lollipop, which has been a different experience, believe it or not, like having a root enabled, you know, having like a, a ROM because I had, a, I had to run a note four port to get lollipop on my note three. And that thing ran like, garbage that was a <laughs> terrible rom if you have a note 3 don't flash a note 4 port they're terrible but you like having it like you know without having to root it and having it is is nice um like it i can't i, I don't i never tell people to buy phones like that is just a policy of mine don't ever listen to me if you're going to buy a phone i'm the person to listen to what you've decided on whether or not you're going to buy a phone <laughs> <laughs> um but 
you know, the way I look at it is, you know, the, the, the camera is better. You know, you're going from four cores to eight cores, 32 bit to 64 bit. Um, same RAM, probably close enough to the same OS, close enough to the same speakers. And, you know, I mean, people know what they really want in an upgrade, whether they want something ridiculously different or something that's pretty much the same but works a little bit better. But in my mind's eye, it's worth the upgrade from the M7 and the M8 uh, strictly for the updated specs, in my in my opinion. That is my opinion. Okay. Um, I will pretty much... I think people are... Or it's pretty obvious where I stand on this particular side. Um, I'm, I am a big S6 fan, uh, and I've warmed up to the Edge after not really knowing it, uh, knowing what it was. It didn't really make sense to me at MWC, but after using it for a week now, about two weeks, I, I do really enjoy it. It's really the camera that gets me, though. Like, having to fiddle through so many options just to get a decent shot of the M9, whereas on the S6, I, I, can, I can be pretty sure that I'm getting a good-looking photo every time. Uh, not every time, but most times. Um, that kind of does it for me. I'm, I'm obviously I'm, I'm coming from the video slash photo creative side, so if it's a good camera, that's gonna be the first thing that I flock to. Um, but these are not the only phones that we're going to have this year. Obviously, it is only now April and LG G4. LG exactly, G4. the G4 is coming that's out. What at I'm the waiting end. for. <laughs> I love this one upmanship that LG is doing with their phone. It's like, uh, oh, your back is glass. Ours is gonna be leather. Oh, 1.9 f 1.9 aperture. 1.8. <laughs> like, well, I would have been uh, I would have been a G Flex two owner. I will tell you that much. If it would have <sighs> been as good as it looked at CES, <laughs> it's gotta be, and it wasn't. Uh, honestly it like wasn't yeah exactly but i was really <laughs> hyped i was willing to buy it but then you know the reviews came you know your review and everything i was like yeah i guess they not. have <laughs> to do that's that's lg's thing they have to do something great with the software or else i'm still not going to buy in you know the the yep. g2 was great the g3 was pretty great um it wasn't it wasn't so revolutionary that i would have bought it in a heartbeat the way that i kind of feel the s6 and the edge are um, but really, it's it's all about that software. If their if their camera is going to be that good and have laser guided autofocus, I do like that idea. But if the software is as clunky as it was in the G Flex Two, I'm not going to be very happy with it. I I really do think that. And of course, we have Sony, a couple other manufacturers. Who knows what the Chinese manufacturers are going to come out with this year? There's yeah. probably going to be some great stuff. So obviously, this is not the only debate we're going to have. This is just focusing on this particular dichotomy between HTC and Samsung. So it's nice to get all of your guys' feedback on it. If there's anybody else in here in the chat that wanted to kind of give any last opinions on this particular topic, you can go ahead. Otherwise, I'm going to go ahead and sign us off. I think I'm good. Have a great week, folks. Trip, yep. trip. <laughs> Some trip, trip. I always hesitate for all things, and oh, I'm way early, aren't I? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I always hesitate to Android. do those. <laughs> I always hesitate to do those. Anyone else have anything to say? Because it's always going to lead to a little bit of silence in the in the podcast. So, um, but that's perfectly fine. I just wanted to make sure we all got everything out that we wanted to say. So, with all of that in mind, keep it tuned to Android Authority for even more episodes of the Friday Debate Podcast. We did mention in our double feature last week that we're going to get user feedback and questions and suggestions on topics and Andrew Grush is already working hard to make sure that all of those avenues are available for you so keep it tuned to the YouTube side if you want to and you can give us your comments and your feedback and your questions and topics below but of course the best way to listen to the FDP is to go onto various uh, podcasting networks and programs like Pocket Cast, iTunes, Stitcher and um, I did actually finally um, 
get some uh, final information by the powers that be, we are definitely going to put our podcast up on SoundCloud, not just for <laughs> convenience, but also because we might be using the SoundCloud podcast um, platform moving forward as well. So that's something that's kind of in the works. Uh, I know there are a lot of SoundCloud fans out there, and we're going to make sure that you guys can listen to the Friday Debate podcast every single week using your favorite platform. Uh, we have, of course, the the uh, the usual panel of hosts this week. And if you want to follow all of us on social media, hit that card on the YouTube side or go down to the description in your favorite podcast app to find the Friday Debate podcast post at androidauthority.com so you can find all the relevant links and social media links there. Uh, that should pretty much do it guys um, thank you guys very much for listening and for watching on our YouTube channel drop us some likes and subscribe if you haven't already and then listen to more episodes of the Friday Debate Podcast and don't forget to finish off your day at AndroidAuthority.com when you're done with all of that because we are your source for all things Android, Android. <laughs> that might have been the best one we've done yet <laughs> everyone was almost in sync <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> <laughs>